guys from podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's question is one that's very near and dear to both Sean's and my heart. Uh, Shirley has asked us to talk about beer. Well, re-talk about beer. Re-talk about beer. a lost podcast topic. Yeah, but it was a very, very early lost podcast topic. Yeah, I... Oof. I can't remember which episode it was, but it was probably before we really got into our groove. And also, it's been so long. Like, this is... I can't remember offhand what t- uh, episode number this is, but it's this been... This one's 187. Pro- 187. Yeah, so it's been yeah. probably about two years since we've talked about this, if not longer. And oh, easily, because so- we've done... We've now done over 100 episodes in the new format. Oh, well, there you go. So... Yeah, it's been well over two years. So I can't remember shit about what we talked about in this podcast. So it's a new topic, but an old topic at the same time. Yeah, and maybe we'll just repeat ourselves identically, and then it will end. That is entirely possible. (laughs) Can you imagine if we repeated the exact same podcast word for word and just didn't know it? It it could happen. It's, It's only been 132 episodes. Oh, okay. So it was right around episode 50. Yeah, it was episode 55. Okay. Yeah, that's... Yeah, so we were probably in a little bit more of a groove there, but uh, I don't think we were quite at the at the cadence we are now, so... Um, no. And, and at like, that point... Like this two minutes of us talking about the last time we talked about when we talked about beer. It's, it's just... It's the inception of podcasts. Slight, slight tangent. I just, I have to add it in that slight tangent. I did just watch Inception, or Inception, from South Park fairly recently. Amazing. I haven't gotten (sighs) that one yet. Oh god, that episode is so good. It's so good. That was kind of the tail end of the really, really good years of South Park. Hey, was kind of that season. Because is that season fourteen still? That is season 14, yes. Yeah, so season 14, there's some amazing episodes. And after that, they became a little bit more hit and miss. Like, there's still some hits, but there's also some misses. Yeah, well, there's some misses in here, too. Sure, and I mean, there's misses every season, but it seems like they were more after season 14. There was more misses than there used to be. Do you remember what the beer is in South Park? At the bar? It's not... Is it just Coors? No, I'm sure... I think it's... I thought it was, like, dude beer. Maybe? Because I don't think they have an actual brand. I mean, Coors would make sense because it's Colorado, but I don't think they actually have a brand. Like, it'd be like a Duff or something. Yeah. Well, like, Uh, Duff and FUD, obviously. Yeah. Which they did take off the market after all those hillbillies went blind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, it's just beer. It's just cans that say beer. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see Jimbo and... Yeah. Actually, you're yeah. right, I think. One of the taps at the bar says dude on it. Does it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. Well yeah. done. Thank you. <laughs> that is Boy, a that's good a... pull. <laughs> There's just something I was like, I, I think I've seen Dude there before. But yeah, it, like the episode where, where Randy cracks the beers, he's cooking the eggs, like the, the when he, he's fighting Bat Dad when he's training, like that just has beer written on the can. So 
Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go off just on a little bit of a... I don't want to say a rant because it's not going to be a rant. I want you to enjoy in, the, in the, on the conversation. But oh, okay, sure. I don't love... I like craft beer. I like the idea of craft beer. I like small beer markets. I like that there's almost a... I, I don't want to say saturation, but it's really cool to see no, new local companies spring up and you can go to, to little microbreweries and, and drink there and, and eat their food and everything. I really like that. I really enjoy that there is more beer available to me as every month churns out, right? Like there's a yeah. – near near Calgary, there's a, a, a new brewery called Half Hitch. It's in Cochrane and uh, it's it's pretty good. I mean I, I actually – I did a career fair a year ago and ended up meeting the the guy who was opening it. He was just about to open Half Hitch, and so we got I got to meet the brewmaster, and it was very very cool. And I like that there's more. And I um, my my cousin's buddies opened a brewery in in Calgary, and I try to support them as best as I can because I really like to be able to support those little companies. Yeah. But I have two things about it. One, I feel like we're gonna get to a saturation point where there's gonna be too much competition amongst craft breweries especially in little local little towns right like in calgary there's there's banded peak which is the one that i was talking about and then there's there's um home uh, not home and away there's uh trolley five and like there's a bunch of different um craft breweries that are springing up and i worry that after a while it's just like okay well how many craft breweries can we have now i guess it's well, like it'll just, you, it'll just be supply demand Right, like exactly. the ones that don't produce a beer that enough people like, are going to fail, which mm-hmm. is sad for the brewmasters and stuff. But yeah. that's that's just business. The right? people like, who put that investment in, exactly. But that and that's the thing is, I feel like it just seems like there's more and more crap breweries. And a few years ago, there was a handful, and then yeah. it just like all of a sudden it craft breweries were just it was the thing to do, and everybody was opening a crap brewery, and it just seems like. We're getting to a point where it's almost there's too many, but I we haven't hit that peak yet. Peak beer, pardon me. <laughs> We're about to hit peak beer, right? Which is kind <laughs> of a weird concept, but it, I don't know. It's just at a certain point, I guess it's not. There's not too much beer. It's just there's too many, and I don't think that they can all be sustained for an extended period of time. Um, yeah, I don't it's know. Just... That's just kind of. It just seems like that's the way that it's trending. Uh, that said, like the Banded Peak is starting to get their their product into different pubs around town, which is really cool. So it's nice to see that these like this these friends of friends is they're doing well. So I like to see that. And when my cousin got married this summer, uh, when we did his stag party, we got a couple of kegs of their beer, so that way we were supporting them, right? So we're trying to. And then uh, my my cousin Alex, he's actually married to my another one of my cousins. Um, so he's not blood relative anyway at their wedding banded peaks supplied a bunch of draft beer for free like that was their wedding present to kaylee and alex like that's that's a really cool thing so yeah i do try to support them because they've been very good to alex and and our family so i try to support them as best as i can and so it's it's cool to see but my other thing and this was more the direction that i was going to go with why the hell does everybody insist on having hoppy beer like, I understand that ugh, an IPA is okay. I don't mind an IPA. I don't mind a hoppy beer from time to time. But it seems like people who are quote-unquote beer snobs 
if it doesn't have any hops, it's just, it's not a good beer to them. I'm like, yeah, sometimes I get that you want a really flavorful beer and I really like hops, but at the same time, if I've been, if I've had a couple beer and I'm starting to get a little drunk, I don't want a hoppy beer. In fact, I find that I can't drink a hoppy beer because it starts to, like, it actually doesn't sit well with me if I've had too many. Right. I like hops, but I only, like, I don't think that every beer needs to be really hoppy, and I find that with with so many craft beer places, a lot of what you're getting is hoppy beer. Yeah. And I find that frustrating when all I want is a nice smooth lager or something like that, you know? I, I very much know because I don't like hoppy beer. And I'm right? something of a beer snob, but I don't like hot like I don't really care for IPAs. Right. I don't really like that amount of hops in a beer. I just yeah. I don't. And I, I don't, don't mind a little bit. Like, you know, there's some IPAs where it's just it's a very subtle hint, and those are the ones I really like, but the sure, ones where yeah. it's like it's triple hops, I'm like I, I that I have no interest in that. Yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm drinking a barley mill. Right? <laughs> I, just... I want I want a beer. Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, I'm not saying... Yeah, and that's... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm not saying that I want a Budweiser, because I think Budweiser is heinous. But, like... And I mean, I know I drink crappy beer, too. Like, I'm, I, sometimes you just have to go with what's cheap or what's there, right? But, like, I'm not saying that if I had my choice, I'd go and grab a Bud. But I, I want something that doesn't just instantly scream hops to me. Yeah. I don't know why... Is it easier to make? Or is it because there's such a market for it? Because the hipster beer fans like hops. I think it's the latter. I don't think having hops is... Putting hops in is any harder or easier to make than any other beer. I think it's because the cool thing to do is enjoy a beer that tastes like hops. I just don't get it. Most of my favorite beers are wheat beers. Or a stouts, like a, a stout. Yeah, I like stouts, and it's weird. Like, I don't mind, like, uh, Velvet Fog is a wheat beer. Um, mm-hmm. and that one's, it's an unfiltered wheat beer in Calgary, and it's it's very good. It's got excellent flavor. But I don't, like, then when you get too wheaty, like a, like a Belgian white or something, that's another kind I don't like. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Like, um, Hefeweizen, I'm not a Hefeweizen fan, or like Shock Top, or anything along those lines. Anything that tastes good with an orange is not necessarily my kind of beer. <laughs> That's fair. And I do, yeah. I do like those. Is that right? And I know oh, some yeah. people do. And like, Shannon and I will get a, we'll split a case of like, uh, Rickard's Red, or like a Rickard's Sample Pack. Because oh, yeah. Because they yep. have a Rickard's Red and White and Dark and blonde amber. i think amber yeah, yeah. one of, it's an amber or blonde basically the same thing right and i it, it works out pretty well because i'll drink the the darks and the and she doesn't mind the reds and i don't mind the the amber and she really likes the white so between the two of us we've got all four beers consumed fairly easily because we like all four collectively but i won't touch rickard's white because oh, it's too enough. it's too much of a yeah, too much of a hefeweizen for me. So, yeah, I keep I needed I keep needing to make that distinction because I like wheat beers. I just don't like if it if it's a, like a white, you know. Yeah, no, and that's to, that's a subset of beer, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, you can like some IPAs that aren't mild, but like a triple hop or a double IPA. Yeah. Eh. Pass. <laughs> yeah. And I know some people legitimately love them. There's a guy I know in Edmonton. He's a he's a friend of mine, and he. 
he was a house tech at one of the theaters I worked at, and we would go next door, basically across the street to the pub, and he really liked toffee beer, and I would try one. I'm like, eh, it's not my favorite. And this is the thing about beer. Is more often than not, even if I'm not a huge fan, if I've ordered it, I will finish it because it's beer. Yeah, well, especially if you're at a pub because you're paying $9 for a pint. Right, exactly. So, what I, yeah. What I found really nice is that I went I went with a colleague here. We we hadn't officially, like, we, we had met, but we hadn't had a chance to really get to know each other yet. And so we went to a pub, and she was trying to find a beer. She's just kind of new to the beer world. Ah, and okay. she was trying to find a beer that she could enjoy. Um, she was kind of in the mood for a fruity beer, and so she ke- she told that to the server, and the server's like, "Well, we have this and this and this and this." And so she's like, "Well, I don't want to to buy something I d- I won't enjoy." And so the server brought her samples until she found something that she liked. Well, that's re- and, that's a good pub, <laughs> right? And I really admire pubs that will do that. It's like we don't want you to drink a beer that you're not going to enjoy. So tell us what you're in the mood for. We will bring you a sample. If you like it, we'll pour you a. And it's not like it was a, a half pint. It was you know like a shot of beer, just enough to really get an idea of what the flavor was like. Well, that's all you need. Yeah, and, and like, so you especially if it's kinda, draft, that's nothing right? for exactly. the the bar. It's just like here's a little bit off the top. Yeah. What do you think? You like it? Great. Yeah. Here's a pint. Okay, we'll pour you one exactly. And I mean, like Mia, it took her four or five beers before she finally found one that she liked but it's not like she was trying to abuse the system she kept i mean i could see how some people would be like oh i'll just keep drinking samples until i'm home right at the, the fancy supermarket and exactly with a stick and it's free yeah exactly <laughs> and so some people will try and abuse that but she legitimately was just trying to find something and finally settled on one and went yeah this is this is the beer i want tonight so i appreciate when you can that pubs, some pubs will do that and give you kind of the sampler, and then that way you can, you know that you're going to enjoy the beer. Do you remember what it was she settled on? I don't. Mm. No, it was something with a really weird name. Ah, so it was a microbrew or something. Yeah, or or something European, like a like a Belgian beer that I don't particularly have never heard of or anything like that. So it wasn't gotcha. one that I was familiar with. Okay, well let's let's build off of that. Let's say you're going to a pub, yeah, with somebody who doesn't drink beer but drinks. Okay. We're not going to do this as like an 18 year old who wants to go out with Dave, like cousin Dave, for beer. Sure. This is somebody say they're they've only really been into wine. Okay. And they want a beer. What is a what is a beer that Dave would use to introduce somebody to the beer world? Because a lot of us, when we first tried beer, started with garbage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like my first beer is was uh, was a Coors Light, right? And and I don't it's not terrible. No, I, and it's it's funny. Like I would, I've actually, I don't like Budweiser, but I like Bud Light, which is weird. Um, well, it's because of the Bud Light Lime. Sure, sweet, <laughs> sweet Bud Light Lime. I I do know people who like those, but. As far as light beer goes, I think Bud Light tastes better than Coors Light. Um, now, granted, I will drink either one of them. And sometimes having beer like that is really nice if it's a hot day or you kind of want just something that it's not obviously not going to quench your thirst, but it just it goes down easy. Yeah, a, a Coors Light or a Bud Light is good for that. But I'm not going to tell somebody right off the hop to, to order one of those because it's not the best beer, right? No. But I also don't want to – like I find if you get into anything too – European, it has it, it's got 
a lot more distinct flavor. Excuse me, distinct flavors. It um, and so can. I'd be going. What's that? I said it can. It can. So I'm just. I, I would try and find something that has that nice beer flavor to it, but it also it isn't anything overpowering, and it isn't anything that's going to sour one's taste on on beer. I guess you know. Um, sure. So, I think a good go-to first beer, in my opinion, would be like an Alexander Keys. Now, technically, it's a an India Pale Ale, but it's not an IPA. Like it's right. a pale ale, but it's it's not. It doesn't have that hoppy flavor to it. Um, so that would be one I think is a decent introduction into beer for somebody who has never tried it, just because it's it's got a really nice beer flavor. It's a very crisp beer, I find, um, but it's not super powerful in any direction. It's a fairly generic. It's a middle of the road beer. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What's a what's one that you would start with? Uh, it well, it would obviously like a lot of. Oh, I got what you meant. Yeah. Okay. A lot of what you said makes sense. Mm -hmm. I disagree on the European side. Sure. (laughs) Because I feel like you could find something really good in there. If they're really worried about it and you want to go with a lower, like an easier access beer, Mm -hmm. I would even consider Heineken. Okay, yeah. It's, It's not, like that's not a beer that I go out of my way to drink. But at a lot of places where it's like, oh man, I'd really like to have a beer. What do you guys have? Heineken is usually one of the things possible. And you can mm-hmm. get that draft can or bottle and it's fairly consistent. That is true. That's a, that is a very good point. Now, I think I just I, – I didn't think about Heineken because I, I don't – like you said, I don't go out of my way to drink Heineken. Yeah. But if it's – if I'm at a if I'm at a pub and – my options well, what, are. My first sorry. thought was beer garden. I'm thinking a beer garden. Sure. They're like, yeah. we have MGD, Bud, Bud Light, Canadian, Labatt's. Oh, and you can, if you pay fifty cents more, you can get a Heineken. Mm-hmm. If that's if that's the choices that I have, or if like you were saying, if you're at a pub and the line is like Canadian, a Labatt's or whatever, Grasshoppers and that sort yeah. of stuff, and Heineken's there, that's a solid, easy access, middle-of-the-road beer that you can get almost anywhere. That is true. That's a very good point. And I just think about, like, if you go to, to like, the keg. In, yeah. I don't know if there's a keg in, in the States, but the keg in Canada, for sure. Um, I don't know what all their beer choices are, but I know that they have... I'm, I'm well. They've got Rickards, so they must have Canadian because Rickards is a is a offshoot of Canadian. So they've got yeah. Rickards Red. They've probably got Canadian, but they definitely have Heineken. So it's one of those like if you're gonna go often, if I'm if I'm going because I tend to like darker beers, yeah, I will go for the Rickards Red. Sure. Oh yeah, that makes sense. But if you're getting a jug with somebody, and you know, or it's like there's a bunch of us, and we're going to get a jug of Rickards Red, but we want a jug of lighter beer for those who don't like dark beers. I think that Heineken is a very safe bet because there's not like it's not my favorite, but I also don't dislike Heineken. And that's that's what I'm thinking about a safe middle mm-hmm. of the road beer that's got easy access to it, but it yeah. still has a good flavor. Like I would take Heineken over any of the buds Canadian. Any of that stuff, I would take a Heineken first. Right. I think it depends on my mood. Depends on on what I'm there for. Like if I've just come from a 
a load in or something like that. Um, then maybe I'd go for like a, a Bud Light just because it's a little like it, it almost like I said it goes down easy. Um, but maybe my second one would be a Heineken. Sure, you know, like you that that first one just to kind of take the edge off is just like okay, I'm gonna drink this beer really fast. I don't necessarily want the most. I want something that I want a beer, but I don't want something that I need to nurse because I feel bad if I drink it too fast. That's fair. In which case, I might go for a, a Bud Light then, and then go for a Heineken afterward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I get that. Yeah. But yeah, like, also, I think that's that's what I would think. Okay. Nope. That's a that's a good one. I I think that's a good answer. If you go to the pub, okay, so I've got a couple different things I was going to ask, but... Um, Great. If you, the one that I'll, I'll bring up right now, if you go to the pub and, I mean, as far as standard fare goes, like I'm not going to say, you know, because I'll, I'll if, if you're in Australia, you're going to be able to get twoies, which you can't get anywhere else other than Australia, and that stuff's really, really tasty, but... Yeah, Baham- um, like I, the best Bahaman beer is Sands, but everyone thinks it's... Bahia or something like that but nobody in the Bahamas drinks Bahia they drink Sands because it's ridiculously good beer but you can't get it anywhere else right it's like Canadian is the brand of beer from Canada but it's not it's one of the worst beers out there yeah it's and like good beer. Foster's is the brand that Australia ships but from what I've from what I understand, Tui's is the best. And I know this because I've tried it because my friend Kat brought a couple bottles for my dad because Tui's Old, I think, is the is the one that he drank, was the first beer, was the beer that got him drinking beer. Wow. When he was in Australia when he was 17. So that would have been like 40 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And so my friend Kat came over this summer and I got her to bring a couple bottles of that and then a couple bottles bottles of Tui's new for my uncle. So that way they could both have these beers from like 35, 40 years ago from when they were both over in Australia. Nostalgia so like, beer. Right? Yep. Exactly. So, and that's one of the reasons why I still like Coors Light is because of the nostalgia principle to it, right? Like it was the first beer I ever had is the reason I started drinking beer was because of that. It tastes really good on a hot day when you finished working with the chainsaw at the cabin. Like it's... It's a good beer for that, even though it's not necessarily my go-to. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so you go into a pub and you're going to order a beer. And we're talking about kind of the things that are generally accessible in a Calgary pub. What is generally the first beer that you're going to order? Stella. Really? Yeah. If I could, if I can get a draft Stella Artois properly poured in the glass, yeah. a lot of the pubs that I go to do it. Okay. That's usually my first shot. Interesting. I really like Stella Artois. Yeah. I know it's like, fairly accessible, but it's a great beer. It's not bad. It's Again, it's not my go-to, but I have nothing against it. It's just, I don't know. I just never think, hey, I should have a Stella. And every now and then I'll be like, yeah, it's, it's one of those, I think it's a Stella night. But it's just not one that I ever really think about. Um, oh. It is very popular with the Saddle Dome. When I was working as a server, um, if a, if a fridge or like if a suite had Stella in their fridge, it would often be the one that I would have to restock the most. Wow. Yeah. Just because I think people see it and kind of go, oh, damn, you can get Stella here. That's fantastic. And they'll just, they'll have that because it's something, A, it's something different. Like on tap you, at the Saddle Dome, you can get Bud. And if you know where to go, you might be able to get a Keith's. But because Bud is the, 
to sponsor beer that's what you can get so yeah i'm like, so glad they uh they signed that deal to have budweiser there right i know i'm not overly thrilled about that like i don't love canadian but i like canadian better than i like budweiser well i used to be able to get records red yeah it right was amazing and i'm like yeah it's still too stupidly expensive because it's it's arena beer yeah but i would i would gladly pay the 50 cents more to skip canadian and get records for sure well, and that's the thing, like, I, I don't often get draft anymore because, A, it goes right to your head. Like, that stuff just messes you right up. The, the heroin beer is something else. Yeah. But, <laughs> and I mean, I will from time to time, but having worked at the Saddle Dome, I could go into the, to the, to the lounge and kind of, they didn't have draft, but I could get a better variety. Like, they had uh, Kokanee and Bud Light and Budweiser and Stella and... And like there was seven or eight different beers that you could get there, so there was a little bit more variety for me. That's so fair. I'd rather get a can of beer and be able to get a, a Stella than get a get a draft and get Bud. But I also know there are a couple of kiosks, and I think it's. I mean, if anybody's listening in Calgary and just going to the Flames games, this may screw me over, and I may have shot myself in the foot here. But <laughs> um, if you go to the Pizza Seventy Three kiosks, they serve beer, and you can get Keys there yep so at least it's something different and i don't mind keys i actually quite like it yeah so, it's, it's fine it's better than bud right by exactly. like a wide margin so yeah. yeah yeah but i know some people like i know people who love budweiser i don't I get just, it man i don't get it do you remember that summer that i lived with you and i was working at the stampede and we would smuggle in our own beer to the stampede yep um where i was working so that way we didn't have to pay stupid uh, stampede prices at Nashville North so like everybody's it was everybody else's turn to like every night it would be somebody else's turn to smuggle in a six pack and anyway so so I bought a like a flat of bud just so that I could bring it with me to work um, and then when the stampede ended we had extra the only way I could drink that was by making red eyes yep and for those who aren't aware of what a red eye is it's beer and clamato uh, together and it tastes so good if if you're a fan of Clamato. You're so Canadian. Right? <laughs> the only way I can fix this beer is clam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know the first time I had a red eye, but somebody, other people called them a beer Caesar. Um, but somebody's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have beer and Clamato. I was like, that sounds awful. That that sounds like the worst thing ever. And then I tried it, and now it's it's a really good hair of the dog drink if you're on if you're on holidays or something and you wake up and it's noon and you need something to kind of shake the shake off the night before it's a good one because you're not drinking straight beer so the clam kind of helps to cut that so it's it's a good uh it's a good drink but yeah i know that is a very canadian thing to say (laughs) it's just it's not just beer you got the clam in there Uh (laughs) uh-huh Yeah, I mean a Caesar's also good, but sometimes it's just um, uh, I don't need vodka first thing in the morning. That's fair. like when I'm camping, I'm not gonna have a Caesar first thing in the morning when I get up. If I'm camping, I may get up and actually crack a beer at like at nine in the morning as I get up to to make breakfast. Oh, yeah, sure. Depen- right, depends on how long you're you're camping, and depends on who you're with and what the 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 situation is. I mean, it's all. Everything is situational, but... Yeah, then you just grind a little perch into it, and you're great. (laughs) 
Exactly. I'm so uh, glad we don't live together in that house where I'd have to try that now. <laughs> uh. That would be awful. That would be heinous. Yeah. Ugh. Also, then we'd have to get perch, which is not easy to come by. I just go to a fishmonger and ask. Fair enough. And if they can't get it, then go fish for it. Which is great. It's just, I've been, God, the last couple of years I've been skunked when fishing. So it's just been, like, trying to catch anything, even to, like, even just catch and release is tricky. Trying to catch it. If I was, if I was fishing for food, like, if I was lost in the woods and trying to fish for sustenance, I'd be dead. Yeah, it's not easy. No, but also if I was dying or like if I was lost in the woods and fishing, I would kind of say to hell with fishing regulations and I would probably use like worms and anything I could to actually try and catch the fish. I wouldn't be following. It's like, a survival oh, is situation a... is different. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and if the if I'm lost and the fish and wildlife officer comes along and sees me fishing with worms, they'd be like, great, I'll stop fishing with worms if you can help me get back to will- or to to society. So, like, yeah, if it's a survival thing, it's a lot different. But anyway, if it, as far as my last couple of years go, fishing has not been easy as far as catching stuff. But now, do, you, do you think the fish and wildlife officer would be okay if you were trying to catch the fish to grind it into a red-eye beer? <laughs> I'm out of Clamato juice. I just have tomato <laughs> juice, and I know there are trout in there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it'd be amazing. I'd be like, oh, well, if that's the case, just... Just keep one. Yes, sir. <laughs> but I have to watch you drink it. <laughs> Deal, I guess. Well, it means uh, you're actually yeah. forced to drink it yeah, rather than true. using that as a lie. No, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand that. But, oh, my God, it'd be, oh, it'd be bad. <laughs> so you think that, but at the same time, you're drinking beer with clam in it. So would fish be that different? Not probably not. I just who the hell thought? Okay, you know what? You know what this tomato juice needs is a little bit of clam in it. Like just just puree some clams, toss that in with my tomato juice, add a little Tabasco, and uh, we got ourselves a sweet little concoction here. Uh, probably people who were like us who went into the fridge and went, "What do we have? Uh, this cloves." Tom Collins mix and a pie crust. <laughs> that could very well be. And if that's the case, then they lucked out because that's the most backwards idea. And yet it is such a popular Canadian thing. Yeah, it is. Weirdly enough. Right? Yeah. It's very strange. And I mean, the worst thing is you can't get a good Caesar down in the States. So if you are hungover down in the States, you have to settle for a Bloody Mary and they are not the same. You could try and convince someone to make you a Caesar. It's true. But then they'd have to find Clamato. (laughs) Well, and this is where my perch argument comes in. All they need (laughs) is fish juice. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) God. Just add some fish oil to your tomato juice. Yeah. Yeah, just a couple drops. And I don't know, like, to me, Clamato doesn't taste that fishy. It's not. It tastes more like tomato juice, but there's, like, an aftertaste of seafood. Yeah, so I don't... It doesn't taste that fishy to me, and, like, I, I think... 
I'm pretty sure Shannon can drink it. She's allergic to seafood. So, like, it's not the, – the, the, the amount of seafood in there is not that much. Right. But it's just enough that it tastes slightly different than tomato juice. Whatever it is. And it's just – and it's also not quite as thick, I don't think. Maybe the fish juice really cuts down on the thickness. But tomato juice definitely tastes thicker than clamato juice does. I'm – Really glad that we derailed our comment. I mean, it's all kind of relative because we're talking well, from you were talking about a, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's not completely off the rails. No, it's just anybody who's listening from the states is like, what the hell are these guys talking about? That sounds awful, and and it does sound awful. Yeah. There's no way you can explain a red eye or a Caesar to anybody who doesn't have clamato juice. And have them think, holy crap, I have to try that. Like, right, we've talked, exactly. we, we talk about grilled peanut butter and cheese sandwiches before. Yeah. I am sure some of our listeners have probably tried it to realize how glorious it is. Because when yeah. you think about it, it's just like, yeah, okay, I could see that being all right. I'll, I'll give it a try. And then you find mm-hmm. out it's the best ever. Yeah. Well, and that's like, it's the same with peanut butter and pickle. I love peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. And people I've talked to think it sounds awful. I'm like, yeah. But then you try it and it's the best thing ever. It is arguably not maybe not top five but definitely top 10 sandwiches for me which and we have been asked to do i know so don't I, worry. I was just i was kind of tipping the hat to that like that will probably come up so don't worry it sounds uh, awful fred <laughs> we'll get to it there you go that's a nice little shout out it's like okay so if fred's listening to this he goes okay so i'm on their radar my my question has landed. It will happen eventually because they have voiced that it is coming. So probably yeah. not until November, though. Yeah, at the earliest, because we've got a what we're up to next, and then it's Halloween then a month episodes. Of Halloween stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, do you want to take a break here and then just? talk more beer stuff after the break i feel like i feel like we have a lot more to talk about with beer so that seems like a good idea to me great cool so our second half of the beer conversation is brought to you by gustav kaibo's racing yachts make an impression at your next regatta with the real handcrafted old world style of a gustav kaibo racing yacht Using only the finest in turn-of-the-century craftsmanship, your classic timber-form yacht will draw the eye and the patron as you glide across the water. That's Gustav Kaibo's Racing Yachts, the often-overlooked, never-forgotten yacht. I, I All that talk about clam, I had to. Makes sense. And we're back. To talk about more things beer-related, which is pretty great. Yeah. Hey, now, Sean. Dave. Yeah, you go. Okay. Well, no, you seem so excited. What's with you? I was just going to ask, what are what, in your opinion, is the best food to go with beer? Oh, what kind of beer? I guess that's that's up to you. What What do you think is a great beer slash food combination? Uh, hot wings and something light. Yep. Uh, I actually had that a couple of days ago. Jealous. Uh, I had, uh, well, they weren't fantastic hot wings. It was just like from Domino's Pizza. Sure. I had a, I basically had enough loyalty points to get myself a free pizza. So I was like, I'll get hot wings, a little pizza, and 
just watch football. Nice. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So I had hot wings and a sour mash beer. Oh, interesting. It was really good. It's a, like a lemon-lime sour mash. Okay. Uh, really light, really nice. Not like Rattler light, but mm-hmm. light. Okay. And that was very, very good. That combo was great, actually. And that was, when I asked you this question, that was kind of my my response. Like, there are some things that just go so well with beer, but wings yes. is kind of the ultimate. It really is. Like, I love pizza with beer. Yep. But I also love pizza with Coke, right? Or like a root beer or something. Because when I was growing up, we'd go for pizza and I would always, we'd go to Pizza Hut or whatever and I'd get Coke or Pepsi or root beer or something akin to that. Whereas, I mean, I would eat wings when I was a kid, but really you don't start eating wings religiously until you kind of become a grown-up and you can go to a pub for wing night. Yeah. And so wings and beer just kind of go so well together that that is, if I'm going to, if I was to only be able to pair one food with beer for the rest of my life, it would be chicken wings for sure. And not yeah, necessarily just hot too. wings, but wings in general, but hot wings and beer is, oh, it is, it is a flavor sensation. Well, and you've got the, you have the beer to cut the hot mm-hmm. down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they, they, like you were saying, it's a flavor sensation. They somehow seem to, I don't want to say match each other. But they complement each other so well. They really do, yeah. And I don't know about you, but when I eat chicken wings, I will literally, like, I will only eat wings with one hand, so that way I can keep my other hand clean for beer, because I don't love grabbing a a hot wingy beer mug, and so I will try to eat my wings with one hand, that way my other hand is always clean. Plus, if you ever have to rub your eyes in an emergency or something, you don't have stupid hot sauce on your hands. That's that is entirely fair. Yeah, I don't have hot wings very often, and I kind of forgot about that, <laughs> and had some horrible, horrible times for about half an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to go for wings I, once or twice a week with various friends. Like I had a standing uh, appointment with a couple friends to go for wings at I think it was just at Original Joe's um, for about a year and a half there. And oh, every yeah. I think it was Tuesday is. OJ's wing night but every Tuesday we go for wings and it was just man it was awesome so I got really used to to being able to eat wings with one hand now sitting here at my kitchen table I can't remember which hand I do which with right now like it's because I'm not in the moment but I feel like as I get to that moment it it all just kind of comes back to me well I feel like left hand for beer that's I think that's the way it goes yeah because it's it's less motor skill with your non-dominant hand it's true Plus, you just I have lear- to like lift beer to mouth. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I learned we used to to play this game when we were camping that you always had. To, so everybody said what like I'm right hand dominant. So if people were left hand dominant, then then they would have to keep their beer in their right hand. So basically, whatever hand was not your dominant hand, you always had to be drinking from that hand. And if you got caught drinking from your non dominant hand, then you had to do a beer funnel. Ugh. Yeah. So you learned really quickly how to be able to tilt your beer back with your with your non-dominant hand. So it's almost gotten to a point where it's second nature to me because I just yeah. – I was so – I just – it was muscle memory. It's just like, okay, when you get a beer, put it in your left hand. So That's yeah. fair. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure my, beer's, my beer drinking hand is my left hand and my wing eating hand is my right hand. But that – I'm glad you answered that because that's definitely my like burgers are good with beer and various sandwiches and everything yeah. really good with beer but wings and beer it's the best 
I'm gonna throw fried chicken in there too. Fair. Yeah. I, like I've been I've recently discovered Korean fried chicken. Okay. Which is maybe the greatest. <laughs> Interesting. It is so good. It's so good, and it is so cheap. Huh. Where did you get this? I, there's a place in the Beltline that I really like called Olive. Oh, and yeah, a it's right on 10th And there's literally three blocks away from me that just opened called Yum Yum. Great. Which they literally do a three-piece fried chicken with crinkle-cut Cajun fries and a soda for under 10 bucks. Shut the hell up. And you can get it sauced as well. And there's, like, I usually go with either a ginger soy or shallot. With shallot's like a mustard soy onion sauce. Right. Which is amazing. And having that with a good wheat beer is pretty darn good because it cuts the grease down a bit. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. I'll keep yeah. an eye out for because I've, I've when I used to work in Calgary, I would drive past Olive from time to time. I'd look at it and be like, I wonder what that place is like. So it's it's good. Hey, okay. Well, it's that's good to know. fantastic. All right. So that was my question. I just was really curious about the best beer slash food pairing. What what was it that you wanted to talk to me about, Sean? I was going to ask you if you think you could name every beer from The Simpsons. <sighs> And I'm going to give you a little bit of time to think on that. Okay. And while you do that, I'm going to tell you about how there is a little brewery in Indianapolis, Indiana, that makes a sour red ale Damn. called Sun King Stupid Sexy Flanders. Really? Because it is, yeah, because it's a Belgian-style Flanders Oud Bruin. So it's brewed in the, like, a Flanders field, Flanders area Belgian style, and they called it Stupid Sexy Flanders. Amazing. And I totally want it. <laughs> oh. Can you tell me how many there are? Uh, I can't really, because I have to go through like eight different lists to do it. Huh. Because there's, there's weirdly no site that just lists all of the beers. Okay, now... I definitely cannot it's I, I can think of four right now but oh wow that's that's not many i know right well because duff is just the, it's the go-to beer right but now right with duff like when when homer and barney are are touring the duff factory there's duff duff and duff light and duff dry like are those all included oh, in this list oh, okay. oh yeah okay well then i can Okay. Oh God! Because like, I can picture, I can picture Barney at the, at the beer tap, and he's, he's drinking, and Homer's like, "Okay, Barney, we gotta go." And he's like, "We haven't drank, we haven't tried Duff this and Duff that and Duff that." And like, I can't, I can't remember all those. Okay. I remember. Okay, so Duff, <laughs> Duff Dry. I'm yep. pretty sure there's a Duff Light. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a non-alcoholic Duff because that's the one that they're selling at the um, at the Duff air zero. show. Yeah, uh, Duff Zero. Duff Zero. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I can't remember the exact name, but there's the the fancy. It's like Sir Henry Duff's Private Reserve or something like that. Of course. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. <laughs> um, there's Fud. Yep. Which is the the beer. 
I don't think it's Shelbyville because Homer wouldn't go to Shelbyville. But that's the one where where Lurleen Lumpkin is is singing. I think he's drinking fud. Yeah, and all they serve there is fud. And then yeah. when Homer goes back to Moe's place, he tells him that he was drinking fud. Yeah. He's like, I thought they pulled that off the market after all those hillbillies went blind. <laughs> uh, there's definitely Red Tick beer. Yep. I remember that one. Um, I know there's a whole bunch more Duffs that I can't think about. Um, Duff Extra Cold. Oh, yeah. Duff Blue. Duff, Duff Ice. Duff, Duff Special Ice. Reserve. Duff what? Uh, Duff Special Reserve. Okay, yeah. Uh... Le Duff, which is the Canadian Duff. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, it Technically, if you read it, it says Le Duff avec Codeine. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but yes, Henry K. Duff's Private Reserve yeah. is the one you were thinking of. Yeah, it is Henry K. Uh, Duff's. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, Henry K. Duff, that's really sticking in my mind. I was just happy I got his name, but like, I, I thought that that was his initial, too. Yep. Okay. Um. What else have we done? Duff Adequate. <laughs> okay. Duff Christmas Ale. Duff Tropical. Duff Amber Firebrewed Barley Export, which is only sold in Canada. Jesus. Uh, Duff's Double Duncan Breakfast Lager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would never have been able to get all these. My God. Duff is just uh, really expanding their market as far as beer goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's weird that there's not one site that has all the different beers on The Simpsons. I have looked, and I have looked fairly hard. Also, Foster's is in the Australian episode. Sure, yeah. Um, okay. There's also Duff Dark. Right. Well, that uh, makes sense. You have forgotten Billy Beer. Damn it! Ah, oh, we elected the wrong Carter. <laughs> bet you even i'm missing some i'm sure there's been moments because i mean duff is so synonymous with the simpsons but there's been moments i'm sure it's just little shots here and there where they have something else right or like it's just it's hard to believe that it's only duff beer and these few little ones i'm sure somewhere along the lines we're probably missing one where it's some sort of inside joke about some sort of region or something like that right where you just yeah like uh, a vacation episode yeah or something like that. yeah exactly but i'm glad he got red tick yeah that's the I think that's the episode where it's the Burns is the alien. Yeah, it's the X Files yeah. cross. Homer feels like drinking something different, so that's when because Moa says doof, and then he's like, "Wait, this is just duff," and then he uh, and he says, "Okay, here's something different: red tick beer." Yeah, yeah. It's hard not to remember that one because it's got like <laughs> I would probably drink red tick beer because it sounds delicious. Although, yeah, well, now their, I know their motto it... is "suck one dry." <laughs> Yeah, but you um, like yes, you do know that there are dogs swimming, swimming in, in the vats. Yeah, so you know something I can't quite put my finger on needs more dog. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was, was the what one. My question was that was what your question was. Yeah, that's uh, that's a very good question. <laughs> I got seven of that entire list, and like I probably could have taken a shot at like Duff Dark. I, that wouldn't would would make sense and. I'm disappointed I forgot about Duff's extra cold. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. Uh, Yeah, whatever. It's funny, like, that there's very few... I mean, Billy Beer doesn't exist anymore, but that they, like, as far as beers that they... that actually exist, right now the only one I can think about is Foster's. 
Yeah. That were on The Simpsons. It's just it's remarkable that they were able to come up with. But again, they're not they're not in the market to advertise somebody else's beer. They're not going to be advertising Guinness or something like that, right? So, although like that, maybe when they went to Ireland, Could they be. might have had Guinness. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. Yeah. But so. yeah. Um. Yeah. Extra cold. <laughs> and I just what's sad is somehow on YouTube I just recently. The, the episode where Homer and Barney go to the to the Duff Brewery just came okay. up. So it went from the beginning where they're where they're at the brewery to the end where like the last thing you see is uh, Chief Wiggum rolling down the hill in that talk in that can and then he hits the tree and explodes for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing comedy in itself. Um, yes it is. But I, I, I just watched that clip probably last week. And was barely able to retain any of them, but that's because they try some in the as they're going, and then Barney talks about the ones he hasn't tried yet. I'm just like, oh my god, there's there's too many duffs. Yeah, they're really well, but and now there's real duff. So actually, oh yeah, they're Somebody's they make duff. it. Well, there's more than one set of people is making duff, uh, but there's an official duff that you can get at Universal Studios in the Simpsons part. Oh, okay. I wondered if that's where it was. But there's a duff beer in Brazil. There's a duff. There was a duff in Hacht, uh, but there is one. There's a German beer called Duff Beer, and there's also a duff beer in Spain. Interesting. Huh. I wonder how good duff beer is in Universal Studios. Yeah, I don't. I I'd love I'd love to go right to see the Simpsons area because that sounds awesome. Right. It would be. I mean. I know some people who go and it, I guess going and drinking a Duff at the at the the Universal Studios is that would be the same as people who go to Harry Potter World to drink the butter beer, right? Like it's yeah, it it's very specific, and I'm guessing it's probably just some random like it's probably not a specialized beer. It's probably just a beer like it's like a Budweiser with a different label on it or something like that. Maybe not Bud, oh, but I something not. I know, right? But something akin to that, probably. Like I'm guessing they don't have a, a, a specific duff brew but i don't know i could be wrong if anybody knows let us know maybe the duff brew master is a fan that would be awesome right that would be so awesome even if he just listened to this one because it was just the title beer if you're the duff brew master (laughs) let us know i would be okay with that so you had another challenge for me right oh sure if you want to get to that I mean, unless there's anything else that you wanted to, to talk about beer. I mean, I'm, we, we could probably talk about beer for three episodes if we really needed to. There's enough varying topics. Are you a light beer, dark beer? Like, you said that you like wheat beers, and you said that you like yep. stouts. Like, what is your what is your, your favorite? Oh, uh, well, my favorite beer is Koenig Ludwig's Weiss beer, which is a wheat beer. Sure, but I just mean, like, your favorite color mint, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, probably wheat. Yeah, yeah. I like I like a lighter beer. Okay. I, I have to be in the mood for a stouse. Like okay. I have to really be like, I want Guinness. So I'm gonna go to Swans and I'm gonna get myself a really good Guinness because yeah. I feel like it. Whereas if I'm in a store buying myself beer, I will grab Grolsch or Koenig Ludwig if they have it, or okay. I, I will usually look for something that's a little lighter. Right. See, and for me, I love light beers. Like, I think they're very good, and like they're very. A light beer is a lot more refreshing than a than a stout or a dark beer, right? Like, yeah, because they again they go down easier, and they they just they taste crisper, and there's just something. 
you can you can you can suck one dry a lot faster than you can a Guinness, right? Yeah. Um, but well, if, I was just like, usually I'm not looking to get drunk, right? Right? Like I just I just want a beer. Mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. want a beer while I'm watching football, or sure. I'm having wings, or yeah. I'm just hanging out and I feel like a beer. Or you swing over and it's like, well, we both have stuff to do later, but let's have a beer. Sure. I don't necessarily want a Guinness. No, and that makes sense. I, I totally or like an understand innocent that. gun. I oh. love the innocent gun, like rum-aged barrel or the scotch-aged barrel ales. Yeah. Those are amazing. Some of my favorite beer, for sure. But that's a special occasion. That's a beer. That's something I'm setting out to have. Not well, like, I have six in my fridge. I'm just going to have one because I feel like beer. And that's something that you, you're going to nurse that. Because an innocent gun, I think they're, what, 8 9%? 8.9, I think. 8.8, yeah. They're super strong beer they are really good but you have to be in the mood for it and you have to know that you're not going to be drinking that in 20 minutes that's a beer that will probably end up being close to room temperature by the time it's done because you're really nursing that beer it's your evening beer yeah that is a beer where it's just like i'm gonna sit on my balcony Mm -hmm. and i am going to nurse a beer for the afternoon and i'm gonna listen to music and i have nothing else to do man that sounds nice doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the thing. Like, there's some beer where you want it to start cold, but I know, like, in the UK, they drink a lot of their, their beer at room temperature, at cellar temperature. Yep. Whereas that sounds crazy to us, but that's because if you had a Budweiser that's warm, that's even worse than a cold Budweiser. Yeah. Well, you're, you're trying to convince me that it's not pissed to begin with. Don't make it warm. Exactly. <laughs> So if you're if you're drinking that, then you need it to be cold, and so you need to drink it fast, otherwise it's just going to warm up. Whereas yeah. something like an innocent gun or a Guinness or something to that effect, it's not quite as imperative. Like again, Guinness should be served at cellar temperature, not ice cold. And so if yes. you're if you're selling this, or sorry, if you're drinking this beer, then it's going to be if it starts a little warmer and it warms up a little bit, it's not that big a deal, and you can let it sit for a while and it's still going to be enjoyable oh yeah it's delicious at all temperatures right exactly yeah that's i think that's that statement right there is a sign of a very good beer is something that's delicious at all temperatures now yeah i don't want guinness that's two degrees away from boiling like i don't want my guinness to be soup but like as far as challenge accepted (laughs) super but as far as like standard drinking beer temperatures go that's that's not a bad beer because it's going to be one that i can enjoy when it's generally warmer than what you're getting out of a you know when when you first get it yeah yeah like i'm not looking for a growler of a beer like that no no certainly but, not oh, but man. It, like is that one of my favorites definitely yeah see and if i'm going to the pub i will generally go with the darker beer like a traditional or a Rickards Red or a, like a, a brown or like a, a Village Brewery in Calgary does they have their Village Blacksmith which oh, I really that's like that's a really good beer it's yeah. a really good beer um, so there's I, I really enjoy I tend to, to lean to a dark beer if I'm going out for a night because if I'm buying beer at home generally it's a light beer right so I think right. going out I can get something that's a little darker because it's not something I'm going to have in my beer fridge at home. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I always peruse the draft list. Like, I just, I'm not going to get draft beer at home 
Mm-hmm. What's best on draft? Like, what do they have on tap? Maybe I'll try something. Maybe I'll do something different. Yeah, for sure. And that's exactly it. Is you ask what they have on on tap. And my favorite are the servers who can just rattle them off. It's like we have fifteen different kinds of draft on tap. It's like, okay, well, do you have a list? She's like, the list is right here. It's just boom, 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 boom. It's like, whoa, can you do that again and slow down so I can figure out what the hell I want? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really impressive. Uh, you touched on something there that I want to get to before we actually talk about this this challenge. Um, sure, growlers. Yeah, okay. okay, yeah. What a what a brilliant invention those those were. I love mine. I haven't used them in a while. I'm gonna have to clean them. But yeah, I think I ended up. I think I've got some. I must have packed them when I moved. But this is another thing that's come about in the last couple of years. And I mean, maybe this is a hipster thing. And if it is, God bless the hipsters. But having the ability to go and get some draft beer and I, how much can a, a growler hold like four pints or something like that right it depends you can buy growlers of different size right uh, i think mine are liter or liter and a half okay so yeah i think mine are liters actually what's that they're liters? i think mine are liters okay yeah. so that'd be a how many pints in a liter that'd be a couple a couple pints you'd get a couple pints out of that growler right yeah, like I I have pine glasses and I usually get two in a bit. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I figured. So yeah. that's that's not a bad amount of beer. And because if it's draft, you don't it can't sit for long anyway, right? So, but just the idea that you can go to various liquor stores and there's a lot that have just started having growler bars where you can go and fill yeah. up your growler. Now sometimes it's a it's a rotating tap, so you're not going to get the same thing every time, which is actually not a bad thing because that means you're going to get to try different beers. Yeah, and it's like uh, the one by my place ranges nine to eleven dollars for a fill. Is that the one downstairs on your other in the other condo complex? Yeah, yeah, that place is awesome. Yeah, it really is. Like it's more of a wine store than it is like a liquor store. They have a little bit of other stuff, but the fact like they they also have a growler bar, so it's yeah. pretty awesome. You go and you fill up your growlers, and I definitely before I moved, I would definitely put that place into use or take yeah get use out of that place on my way out to the cabin or something. Be like okay there's a growler bar here i'm gonna fill up a couple growlers and take those out and the first night that we're there when we're sitting around the fire we we have draft beer yeah it's it's so great because i love a bottle of beer and a can of beer but there's something about draft that there's it's just it's you can't compare it to it's there's nothing better right exactly and i mean i feel the same way about like fountain pop i i love dr pepper but dr pepper out of the fountain out of the tap is better to me and i don't know what it is fair i don't either nostalgia i guess could very well be yeah yeah you ever had to stock those do you ever have a job where you had to or fountain drink maintain a fountain yeah uh not the ones that you get at um like not something at mcdonald's or something where it's the 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 machine we but i at the pump house we would have to restock and and kind of clean the, the the hoses on the the fountain gun okay yeah sure so, yeah, real pain in the ass. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I've had to do a like a machine. Oh yeah. At at uh, the kids' fun center that I worked at, it had a like a pot machine. And yeah, so I had to do the crates of syrup Ugh. and hoses. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. For us, it was the canister. So you'd haul the canister from the from the the, the shop and unlock the cabinet and try and wedge it in there and 
shove it around with all the other ones and try not to displace any of the hoses and oh it's a freaking nightmare but yeah it's a pain yeah tapping a keg is much easier oh way easier <laughs> when i i was the best man for danny's wedding so when i bought those uh i i went and picked up the the kegs from banded peak and they they sent a couple taps with me too and like have you ever tapped one before i'm like no but doesn't seem that complicated and he's like yeah if you can't tap a keg then you shouldn't be drinking the beers like that is a pretty good rule and it yeah like literally you put the the tap down press down so that the the widget or whatever it is gets displaced and then you twist that's how you tap a keg like well that's really easy that's super easy yeah so and yeah my favorite discussion i ever had about kegs was when i was working stock at uh, the bars in red deer right and uh, my my boss was going through everything, and, and like his boss was very clear about never le- never leaving anything alone where people could get it. Sure. But my boss was more along the lines of, if you leave a keg somewhere and somebody is able to physically walk up to it, pick it up, and walk away, you're not getting it back. We'll yeah. take the loss. Yeah. Don't try and fight a guy who can carry a keg by himself like that. I'm like, done, 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 That's, done. that's pretty solid logic. And especially the big ones. Like, I was able to carry, because we got two half kegs, right? Because oh, okay. yeah. they're not, like, there was there was a bunch of us. And we ended up, like, it, it, that beer lasted a long time between 20 of us over a day and a half, right? Right. But, these were steel bar kegs. Yeah. So you're looking at 90 to 110 pounds. Yeah, something like that. I can't, I'm not going to try and haul that on my own. If somebody can do that, yeah, A, good on them. And sure. B, they're going to fuck you up. Oh, yeah. There is no way I am getting that keg back if no. someone's able to do that. So uh, enjoy your cold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, enjoy your beer and, you know, like you said, take the loss for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So to wrap up this weirdly shorter episode. Yeah. Good episode though. Thanks really for asking us to do this again because it was very fun and I love talking about beer. So yeah, this is, it's always a good time. Yeah. It's nice to get different, getting some different topics again. Yeah. Appreciated. Yeah. We're kind of, we were very movie folk excuse me, movie and game focus for a long time. And that's great. We love those conversations, but being able to branch out and talk about other things than Ceri- princesses and cereal. And yeah. Yeah. Beer. It's been, it's been fun. So it's a little bit more variety again, which is really great. So thank so you. Shirley. Dave, yes. I've got a list from business insider that has a top 10 best selling beer brands in the world. Okay. So from 10 to 1, it is organized by market share. By market so share. So base, based on the global market, and Ooh. I mean global. Okay. What do you think are the top 10 biggest and or slash most selling beers in the world? And I'm going to say this right now. I will be amazed... If you can name them all. No, oh, I don't think I can. And I will be amazed. Let's I'm gonna set you the target of getting half. Jeez. Really? I think you should be able like that's par. I think you should be able to get half. Okay. How many guesses do you want? <laughs> 
Because, like, you could just sit there and do this forever. Yeah. But that wouldn't be fun for people to listen to, so... Well, when I... Like, what was... The, when we did the comic strips, and you tried to get right. me to, to figure out what was it, the top 10? The uh, top 10 20. most popular camp... Was it 20? So I got, what, 25 guesses or something like that? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if I'm trying to get 10, so, like, I don't know, 13? 15. 15? Okay. We'll do the same thing we did last time. If that's what if that's what you remember us doing, let's do 15. Okay. So you get five extras of what might be. Okay. Um, I said that very strangely, but let's just go with it. Yeah. Do I know all these beers? No clue. <laughs> Do you know all these beers? Nope. Great. Okay. Uh, uh, but to be fair, I know nine of them. Oh, okay. But and I'm I guessing because you emphasize... Beer. Sorry? But I drink different beer than you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, just trying to get some written down here. So we're talking about, like, brand. So not company, but, like, the... Okay, yeah, I think I'm, I the, think the, I'm with you. The, yeah, yeah it's, it's beer brands. Oh, God. So you can't just say, like, Anheuser-Busch, because that's a company. Right, okay. Okay, that makes sense. And it is global beer market volume share that this is organized by. So you're looking for the beer that sells the most globally. Globally. Frick. Okay. Well, I figured this was more... This was better than me finding, like, these are Jim's top ten beers. No, totally. No, this this makes sense. I'm just, like, the globally makes it... Because I... American beer is really popular in the states and Canada, but is is it super popular? But anyway, okay. Um, I've Some got are. yeah. Okay. Uh, right out of the gate, Guinness. No, really. Son of a bitch. Okay. Stout, man, and it doesn't travel as well. Fair. Okay. They just figured out how to put it into cans that are decent. Right. right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Corona. No. <laughs> this is going very well. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm I'm pleased. <laughs> yeah, Corona. Okay, fine. Um, I was trying to just I'm trying to justify some of my guesses here, just because it's like Corona is. I mean, it's it's like Fosters in the states or Canadian. It's not the best Mexican beer, but a lot of people drink it. But apparently, not as many as I thought. In huh. North America, yeah, sure. that's the thing, right? Budweiser. That is number four. Okay, like it's not a good beer, but there's. But a lot so of Americans who drink it, right? There's that's well, a big there's number, a, and it's a sponsor of the World Cup. It's a yeah. sponsor of the Olympics. It's a spot like Budweiser's got name recognition. It's it's everywhere. Yeah. So by that token, is Canadian on there? No. Okay. All right. Uh, Heineken. That is number seven. Okay. They're a powerful global brand thanks yeah. to football because yeah, that's they kinda... sponsor the Champions League. Ah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Stella. Nope. Mm, I was one. I was on the fence about that one. <laughs> okay. Ooh, boy. That's six guesses. Yeah. You've got two. Coors. Which Coors? Coors Light. That's number ten. Okay. Oh, interesting. 
because it's beer brand, right? So, like, Coors is a different beer brand than Coors Light, but they're both made by Coors Brewing. Uh, okay, so is Bud Light on there, too? Number three. Bud Light is higher than Bud Light. Actually, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so I got four, and so yep. that was eight guesses? Yes. Okay. So you have seven more guesses to try and get the other six, but you have kind of knocked off the easiest ones. Yeah, the the other ones I'm a little worried about. I'm just putting this one out there because it's the only other American one I can think of that might be on there. Miller Genuine Draft? No. Okay. I didn't think so, but... Um, There's a chance maybe that it's got a really good South American like, yeah. push or something you don't know about or whatever because it's that big of a brand. Yeah. Sure. But no. Okay. Um, now I'm starting to get a little worried because I'm like my list here I'm going I don't know how many of these are actually gonna be on there <laughs> do you want a hint uh just let me guess one more and then I'll take take a hint sure Foster's no okay yes I would like a hint uh you need to stay away from North America okay that's kind of what I thought and that concerns me because I'm less less knowledgeable about these other ones um so I've got five more guesses. Oh, that was your ninth guess. I was it? Oh, I thought that was guesses. my tenth. Okay. I, mostly because I wasn't counting MJD. Because you were just kind of like floating MJD out there. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, Did that's, you want to count that? Uh, might as well. I'm not going to be able to... Okay. I feel like... <laughs> it's going to take me longer and longer to think of these, these answers here, so... Okay, <laughs> so... I'm trying to think of other questions I can ask to try and help narrow this down. Sure. Are any of them Asian? Four. Four of them are Asian? Are Four of them are Asian. Good lord. Which makes sense because there's so many people over there, right? Yeah. Sing Tao? Number two. Shut up! On. Sing Tao's huge, man. And it's a good beer. It is a good I beer. Love, yeah. Love Sing Tao. Okay. Sing Tao makes up for 2.8% of the global market. Wow. And it was originally founded by Germans in Hong Kong. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. I've had it with, like, it's really good with sushi. Like, it is a yep. really good beer. Okay. Uh, Sapporo. Uh, no, actually. Really? Sing Tao is two and Sapporo's not on that list. Interesting. China, China versus Japan, dude. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so that was 12 guesses? Yep. Okay, you have well, three more. I'm happy I got my, my five. You hit par. Yeah. Yep. I'm trying to think of like beer commercials and and stuff like that that you would or like advertising that you would see on, on jerseys or or in stadiums and stuff like that. And I'm re- having a really hard time trying to think. Ah, uh, Carlsberg. Uh, no, which surprised the hell out of me. Like, there's a lot of football teams who have, like, Carlsberg and, and stuff. Like, like there's advertising all over there. Yeah. Huh. I'm, I'm not, this isn't a guess. I'm guessing Cronenberg isn't on there either then, right? No, no. Okay. I didn't no. think so. Yeah. Also a tasty beer, though. It is. Very tasty. I like okay. Cronenberg. So I've got two more. Um, I'm trying to think of other, um, Tiger beer? Nope. Okay, I didn't think so. I'm just trying to think of other Asian beers that I know. 
but also a good beer though. Yeah, right. <laughs> also good with sushi. Yeah, as a I Sapporo. love Japanese and Chinese beers. Yeah, I really me too. do. Yeah, which is probably why Sean knows more of the list than Dave does. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm guessing this one isn't on there, but I'm taking a shot, and this will be my final guess, and I'll be happy with it. Red Stripe beer. <laughs> I wish, but right? No. I didn't think so. Okay, so I got five of ten. Pretty happy with that. Like I said, I figured that would be about par. I yeah. expected you to get the Coors, the two Budweiser's, Heineken, and then one of the the other ones I thought you probably could get. Okay. Turns out I was right. <laughs> you made par. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Number nine yeah. is Brahma. Oh, that's a good beer. Although, I'm actually surprised that it's on that list. Like, I never think about Brahma. Yeah, but how many people live in Brazil? Right, and that's exactly it. Is I don't think about that aspect, but man, I should, I should go and buy a case of Brahma. I haven't it's had that in really a good long lager. time. Yeah, uh, it's now owned by Anheuser Busch InBev. Uh, of course it is. Number eight, yeah, is Harbin. I'm not familiar with that one. H a r b i n. Yeah. Okay. It is a very light Chinese beer. Okay. A northern Chinese beer. It is very refreshing. It's very, it's, this is a great summer beer. Like you're talking about just wanting one that goes down really easy mm-hmm. and light, like a kokanee or that sort of thing. Harbin is like the Chinese version of that. Cool. Okay. Good to know. So if you ever see it, I do recommend giving it a shot. Okay. Number six is Yanjing. How do you spell that? J-I-A-N? Uh, y- Y-A-N-J-I-N-G. Yanjing. Okay. Uh, uh, it is technically that. the official beer of China, oh. served at the Great Hall of the People. Interesting. It's a it's a pale, it's slightly bittersweet. Okay, good to know. Number five. Yeah. Skull. Huh. Interesting. S C H O L L. S K O L. S K O. I know I've seen that one around, but I've never actually. I don't know if I've ever actually had it. It is a British-Canadian-Swedish-Belgian combo. British-Canadian-Swedish-Belgian. Yeah, and they their express intention was to become an international beer brand. Cool. It is a 2.8% Pilsner. Oh, okay. It is, like, that is a, that's a baseball, like, you're playing soccer beer. Yeah. Like you're playing shinny or something with your buds and you want to drink beer while you're playing, you drink that because it's really not going to affect you that much. Right. Huh. S-K-O-L? Just one L? Yep. Interesting. Yep, just one L. Huh. Okay. Now here's the one I don't know. You don't know the number one? Nope. Interesting. Uh, because it is only sold in China. Jesus. So it's only sold in China, and it is the number one beer on the beer market. Or like yeah. as far as, wow, that is crazy. It, it's called Snow. Exactly. S-N-O-W. Okay. Yep. It has 5.4% of the global, the volume of global beer market, which is higher than, oh, it's not quite higher than the next two combined. <laughs> But it's close. It's like 0.1% off of being higher than two and three combined. That is crazy. 
And it's only sold in China. Yes. It is the... In today versus 2005, sales have jumped 573%. In 2005, it would have been 11th. Wow. It is a a 4% proof made by Saab Miller and China Resources Enterprise. It is described as very watery and highly carbonated. Okay. And it has become popular because it sells for around a dollar a liter. Wow. Like a dollar American? Uh, Yeah. Business insiders converting it from yuan. So yes, it it sells for a dollar American a liter. It's a 4% that tastes like water and is super fizzy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's uh, not exactly a beer I'd be overly keen on drinking, but... I would want to try it once. Yeah. Just to say that I've tried Snow, the yeah. highest selling beer on the planet. And then never <laughs> drink it again. Maybe it's delicious. It could very all be. Imagine I mean, how wasted you would get at the cabin if you were drinking 4% beer that tasted like water and was super fizzy. Oh my god. So basically it's like drinking club soda that gets you wrecked. Yeah. Jeez. At a dollar a liter. At a dollar a liter. So you can do it. You can get wrecked and not really taste like you're drinking beer and do it for stupid cheap. Yeah. Whew. You could, your entire family could drink on a 20. <laughs> That's amazing. They'd be plastered because you're drinking snow. Oh, man, I've never really had a desire to go visit China, but now I kind of want to, just for the beer. Huh. You're a beer tourist. (laughs) I mean, that's not necessarily untrue. When I go to different places, I try to drink whatever's local, but it's not, that's not the only... I don't know that you'd spend six grand to go to China to try snow, though. No, exactly. I mean, six grand and one dollar. Well... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the six grand does not include your liter of snow. <laughs> Can you imagine? You land in China. It's like, I'll have a snow, please. Well, see you later, China. And then you just turn around and fly home. <laughs> it's a glass, so you're just like slap down a quarter. <laughs> if I had this, like if I was just rich beyond my, my wildest dreams and had just money to piss away everywhere, I would probably do that just for the sake of doing it. Oh, man. But that is amazing. If it, I mean, who, who knows? With, with my new job and maybe there's some sort of conference that takes me to China somehow, like the possibility is there. People, oh, if that's the case, you're taking a second suitcase to bring home beer. Oh, you know it. Like, I will find ways to smuggle as much snow back as I can. (laughs) Hi, anything to declare? I just brought some snow home. Uh, Oh, okay, great. Pardon? Yeah, just brought some snow. All right. Cool, that's that's good to know. (laughs) Little do they know that you spent $10 (laughs) and you're now sloshing full of snow. (laughs) Oh, man, that's fantastic. What a weird list. Yeah, it well, like a lot of Chinese beers, and that makes a lot of sense because yeah. it is popular in China. Well, and there's just beer so drinking. Many of I mean, them. and they have like all of, outside of snow. I've tried the rest of them, and I have to say, I like all of them. 
it's weird. Like they're not necessarily you don't think about China as a beer market because you either think Canada makes good beer and, and Europe makes really good beer. And there's other ones like there is Guinness and Fo- well Foster's, but like there's beer from all over, but you don't really think about China as a, as a beer market, but man, they've got, they are like, the biggest, they're the biggest by a long shot. Yeah, they hmm. are. Cool. You could combine the market share of Coors Light, Brahma, Harbin, and Heineken, and you still haven't met snow. Which is crazy, because, I mean, I don't know Harbin, but Coors and Heineken in particular are two very recognizable beers. Massive brands. Massive brands, and they're not, collectively, with two others, they're not even up to what snow sells. That's insane. Right? Yeah. I'm taking this list to my cabin. Oh, awesome. Do it. Yeah. And then convince everybody that you have to chip in to fly you to Guangzhou <laughs> so you can buy a snow, and then I will come see you in Lethbridge, or I'll come to the cabin, or whatever, but yeah. I need to try this beer. Totally. Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. I just want to see how many they can get. I bet you they would get... I bet you they would get Bud Light, Budweiser, Heineken, and Coors. I'm not even sure they would think about Tsingtao. So Maybe Brahma? Maybe. Because that was, I was between, the reason I specced you at five was I was like, I think you'll either get Brahma or Singtao because yeah. I know you've drunk both with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it just, I I put, as I was running it, Singtao was literally, Guinness, Corona, Canadian, Budweiser, and Singtao were the first five that I put down. Oh, perfect. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be on there, but it's it's global. It's full market. So I just, I was like, it just seems... Like, it doesn't seem like it's a big enough beer, but at the same time, if it's getting exported to Canada from China, it's got to yeah. be a big beer, right? It is. And that's that was what I kind of... That's why, like, I mean, Sapporo versus... versus Or Ch- Japan, Japan versus China makes sense, but, like, that's why I was a little surprised that Sapporo wasn't on there, but when you put it that way, it made sense, so... Yeah. Anyway. Well, you have to think, like, America's 360 million people. Yeah. Right? So, like, Japan... A hundred? 80 something like that yeah something in there yeah so just the local market share probably isn't high enough to push it mm-hmm. like yeah we have Sapporo and stuff here but it's not like a huge no brand no certainly not so Carlsberg was surprising I'm, I'd, I'd be interested to know where that one lands further up the list yeah me too I wish they had more yeah. than just the 10 but well, what can you do We'll just assume Absolutely Carlsberg is 11. Nothing. I'm just going to pen it's that probably, in there. It's probably another Chinese beer yeah, that we've never heard of. Exactly. <laughs> um, are you good? Anything else I'm we good. want to say about beer? Uh, I really want some, and I yeah. don't think I have one in my fridge. Oh, that's disappointing. I think I'm going for beer with an old friend, so that's uh, that's, that's all right. It's okay by I me. dare you to ask for snow. I'll see where we end up going. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that's it. You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we just want to answer your questions, sir. Just have a good old chat. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are at Guys from Podcast. You can email us at guys at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Facebook us at the guys from or... 
Invite me out camping, and when we go, we can get really drunk one night, and then the next morning, I can introduce you to a red-eye. And as we're enjoying that wonderful concoction, you can blearily ask me the thing you want us to talk about, and then I'll blearily relay that message to Sean. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Right? And all the clam you can drink. Mm. If you enjoy the guys from podcast, tell anyone you can any way you can. The best thing you can do to help us out, I say it every time, is to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We're available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found, and if we're not somewhere where you want us to be, you let me know, and I'll fix it. Fix it good. Perfect. Hey Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? I know I kind of ragged on microbreweries and craft beers a little bit at the beginning, but if you haven't gone to one of your local breweries, you should. Show them some support, get out there and try one or all of their beers, and just see which one is your favorite. And if you end up really enjoying one, just go back time and time again and just become a, a recognized face at your local watering hole. Support local breweries. Sean? On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting the Clamcast, we also write articles on things like music. That's indie music every day, throwback tracks every Thursday, talk about movies, gaming, sports, you name it, we probably write about it. And where can I find all that again? www.theguysfrom.com. Aw, yeah. For more pop culture, picture, and meme goodness, check out at Zillasuit on Instagram. And when was the last time you watched the movie Beer Fest? Never. Probably been a while. Really? You never saw Beer Fest? No, I heard it was only okay. Yeah, but like for free when it's on TV? Yeah, I'll check it out. I mean, I do love Broken Lizard. Right? And as long as you're in for like a stupid Broken Lizard comedy about drinking beer and a beer drinking contest and watching Will Forte and Lederhosen. Yeah, that does sound like something I'd enjoy. And how to drink out of a boot. It it taught me how to drink out of a boot. Perfect. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Special thanks to The Sweets for our terrific opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And also, special thanks to Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com for today's takeout music as well as every day's takeout music called Fearless First, as well as today's ad music called Fireflies and Stardust. <laughs> I think uh, I'm drunk Dave already. Lost. <laughs> Talking about beer makes me drunk. Oh, that would be the worst. Right? Uh, this has been episode 187 of the Guys from Podcast. Somebody send us snow. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by Mott's Clamato Juice. They should probably pay us, considering how often we talked about Mott's Clamato Juice. Yeah.